Welcome to the Real Clear Defense Podcast Hot Wash. I'm John Sorensen. I'm joined by Real Clear Defense Editor David Craig. David, good to talk to you again. Good afternoon. Good to talk to you. Today, we continue our coverage of the Russian invasion of Ukraine by speaking to David Lassiter, former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Countering Weapons of Mass Destruction and a visiting fellow at the National Security Institute. He's also recently the author of an article on Real Clear Defense. Putin's Disinformation and Opportunity, Weapons of Mass Destruction. David Lassiter, welcome to Hot Wash. Thanks, John. Great to be here. David, great to see you too. Obviously, events are fluid and and rapidly evolving. On Sunday, Putin ordered Russia's nuclear deterrence forces to be placed on high combat alert. What does that actually mean in practical terms? Is that theater or a threat to be taken seriously? What's your feeling? Well, I think any threat or any uh, potential use of a nuclear weapon is something to be taken seriously. Um, you know, the, the the Russians have had historically, and I think, David, you know this, but they've had a um, no first use policy until really about a couple of years ago when, uh, when Putin changed it to a new you know, deterrent strategy, allowing for the use of nuclear weapons in response to a non-nuclear attack. Uh, on Russia that you know, threatened its existence. So do we have that now? Um, I, Vladimir Putin may think so, um, although he has executed a, uh, you know, I and many think, you know, an unlawful uh, engagement of arms against, you know, a sovereign country. Um, you know, his calculus could mean or could be that because of this and because of a response to Ukraine and because of responses by the world community and at least in economic sanctions and providing arms to Ukraine, that this could be a threat to, uh, to, to Russia's existence. Uh, let's hope that's not the case, but um, David, I don't know what your thoughts are. Well, it's interesting. Um, I, t- I spoke to some Russianologists. They are not surprised at all. Uh, to answer John's question, they said but it, it is a little bit both theater and a threat theater as far as some of these nuclear forces are always on alert. So um, he's not activating some of the units that he's referring to. Um, But they also think that the fact that he invaded Ukraine means that he's going to use any and all means possible to achieve his objectives. And and some of those being the low yield nuclear weapons, I think it was Fiona Hill that was quoted quoted in Politico as having said that he, of course, will use them if necessary. But what's interesting is you wrote an article for us on Monday, though, and you talked about that people, the you know, nuclear weapons are sort of the shiny object, and the real threat potentially could be the use of chem and bio. Can you elaborate on that some? Yeah, thank you, David. I appreciate that. And it's actually, I, I've been, yes, yeah, I'd say it's probably going back at least a month or, you know, this is, you know, what I put in the article has been kind of in my brain, and I've just been trying to frame it a little. Um, and and you know, I, what I thought back to was you know my time you know inside the Pentagon, um, and really at the onset of uh, of COVID back uh, you know, late 2019, early 2020, um, and that you know there was quite a bit of misinformation uh, and and disinformation, frankly, from you know, both the Russian uh, Federation, uh, but also the PRC. Um, and so 
what, what concerned us then was the inaccurate and really um, just blatantly false accusations about uh, the cooperative threat reduction programs, uh, labs that uh, there's there's dozens of them uh, globally uh, that that support um, you know, the, the defending against uh, you know, biological threats, and they've been part of uh, the cooperative threat reduction uh, for program for years, and so the fact that you know Vladimir Putin is um, has has made accusations against labs that are that are U.S. funded but intended to uh, help you know prevent the spread um, of, of diseases or deadly pathogens, uh, but also to um, you know to to test in the event of, uh, of of incidents occurring. If he's willing to 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 go after these labs um, with blatantly false information and then implicate, you know, future releases at the time, you know, COVID, uh, but potential future releases of biological agencies able to implicate uh, these labs for those events. Um, to me, he was setting a, um, a potential uh, use case or a scenario where he could, um, where he could, he could leverage their existing biological weapons program, which we know they have. Um, you know, the State Department has said it uh, in multiple public uh, you know, products over the years, including their annual nonproliferation report. Um, and, you know, we, we know, the world knows that they have a biological weapons program. Um, and they, you know, frankly, you know, through this disinformation, uh, gives Putin an opportunity uh, to potentially use them. Let's Talk about their history with chemical. There's their use in Syria and, of course, using it against political dissidents or, or Putin's political opponents. What is their their track record in terms of using chemical weapons? Well, John, you 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 highlighted um, you know a couple of events, and you know it's it's what I had you know, discussed a little bit uh, in the article, but. You know, think back to, to 2018, at least at least when we talk about known direct Russian government use, we think about uh, the Skripals, uh, Sergei and um, Yulika, Yulia, I believe, pardon me, um, in Salisbury, England, a sovereign country, our greatest ally, ours being the U.S. greatest ally, um, and the Russian government sent operatives uh, to Salisbury, England uh, to uh, to place a, a, a previously unknown or at least publicly unknown uh, chemical agent on the doorknob uh, of the Skripals. Uh, they were then found in a park, uh, nearly nearly dead. And if it weren't for the uh, the, the, the the proximity to um, you know a a British government facility that uh, that has uh, specialists that know uh, the signs of a chemical agent attack, they would be dead. Uh, there were a couple, um, I believe, a couple that did die. I know a a, a lady, unsuspecting unsus- her, uh, her her husband had found the the vial that it was just thrown away in a in a dumpster, and and she uh, she succumbed to it. So yes, we know that was an attack. Um, that was that was quickly the forensics were were quickly done over a few weeks and months, and it was identified as an attack. We then had a you know kind of a, a, a analysis of of the travels of Russian agents. Fast forward a couple of years later, um, and Alexei Navalny, uh, Putin's biggest political uh, opponent, uh, was poisoned. And this through a different means, uh, but also from a Novichok. 
uh, again, one of this this um, previously unknown or publicly unknown chemical agent. John, you mentioned Syria. I, I mean, there were, as we know, since uh, since you know what, back to well, at least 2012, we know the existence, you know, the the public admission of the existence of the Syrian program, and then dozens of of chemical weapons attacks. Uh, and I think public estimates are maybe 97, 98% of those conducted by the Syrian government, by the Assad regime, maybe a couple percent of them, you know, by ISIL. So the, the overwhelming majority uh, were conducted by the Assad regime. Uh, they were chlorine attack, you know, uh, mustard gas attack, uh, sarin. Um, and these were condoned by the Russian government. These were condoned by the Russians were on the ground. Uh, Russians were helping control. Well, they, I mean, they were a major force in terms of air power and in, both in delivering and, 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 you know, absolutely. I mean, they, they were the crucial tipping point for Assad at, the, at that period uh, to enhance his his whole infrastructure for for delivering and, and fighting against the rebels and and look the you know the the UN investigated um, you know it's uh, other entities both public private and public have, have, have investigated and you know have put the point of the finger at, at the Assad regime but you know there is some blame to be uh, to be placed on Russia and and and, and in, in my estimation I think many. All of these attacks, there there have been a, the, a lack of will uh, to respond by the international community. I mean, economic sanctions, we see them occurring now, but that that's about the extent of it, expelling some diplomats. Um, you know, a response, and it's, it, and it's good that the international community responded, but probably not enough, and especially holding Russia accountable with their actions in Syria. I think more should have been done, and now we're seeing, you know, the the... the Potentially, we're seeing um, you know actions uh, that Putin may take because he he knows that uh, the world's probably not going to respond. Or, pardon me, the world hadn't responded before, and maybe they won't respond again. What do you think? I mean, the the Skripal and the uh, Navalny attempted assassinations are so fascinating to me because uh, I mean there there are so many other ways to to kill a human being uh, to choose something that. It's almost why why use something that was previously unknown or that was uh, assumedly highly classified? Was it was it an attempt to put Western forces on notice? Was it intended to eventually come out? Was it hoped that it would never come out? It's just it's so odd to me to use something uh, that in, in theory should be secret and. Uh, in in that specific way, it, it seemed almost like a like a taunting. It seemed to have a major psychological uh, aspect of it, uh, which I think is in part what you what you touch on in the article too is just how important the psychological operations aspect of both accusing the West of biological and chemical violations is you know as as well as the way that they employ those things themselves. I think that last point, John, is is very important, and I think. You know, to to go a step further, it, it Putin can is is showing that he can reach out and get you wherever you are. Um, and if you're a if if, if you are a, a a former operative, if you're a dissident, I don't care where you are. I'm going to come get you if I want to. Um, and you know, I I I I fear I I have I have had a, a bit of trepidation that it, at some point this would you know these weapons uh, could be used um, you know on American soil. Um, I, I, you know, against uh, former uh, 
Russian spies or dissidents. What I would say is that you know Russia has done a, a remarkable job of, um, of, of defending them their use, you know, often uh, of these weapons by saying, well, they don't fall on the schedule. They don't fall on the CWC schedule. Um, so, you know, they're not really chemical weapons. Um, and 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 with something being previously you know, publicly unknown, um, that's a that, that's a legitimate argument. I, it's it's I shouldn't say it's a legitimate argument. It's an argument, uh, but every the the world community, international law, international norms would say, well, the first criteria of you know a, a CWC, a chemical weapons convention violation, would be the general purpose criterion. Was were those used you know, to to kill those people? Well, yes, absolutely. Uh, that was your intent. That was your purpose. You failed. Uh, you instead killed um, uh, other innocents, uh, but so I, I I think that's right, John. I mean your 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 point's well taken. I think again, I think his ability or the the fear that he can put in people globally, and it should be a global fear that he can put in people uh, that I can come get you wherever you are, and I can use this or I could use some other um, chemical agent. Or I could use a bot. Well, famously, uh, Libvaninko, uh, the polonium uh, poisoning, the using a radiological to to poison someone. Similarly, it, it's just like it's a it's 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 a baroque way of trying to assassinate someone. It's 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 needlessly you know flourishing, and and it's just a it's an odd psychological. Well, tort. and and think about um, think about in was it two thousand two in the uh, the theater um, attack where uh, the Russian government. Uh, sought to uh, quell a Chechen uh, attack with the, with the sleeping the gas agent and right. un- unintentionally killing a lot of with a fentanyl. Yeah, it's a fentanyl. Yeah, 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 that's right. And and so so they weapon. I mean, I, you know, one could argue they weaponize fentanyl. They you know they they use too much, however they want to describe it. But you know, y- you can't knowingly use that when you know what the the what you know what the repercussions are or the response um, would be your, your likelihood of, uh, of killing individuals simply high. So look, they have tried it and and done it with, uh, with, with the traditional chemical weapon. They've done it with, um, you know, with uh, pharmaceutical based agents like the fentanyl and they're, uh, they're they're potentially, you know, could and would do it uh, with biological agents. The, the the common thread, I think, being that that, that there's a there's a, a casualness towards collateral damage and civilian damage, un, unintended targets in 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 all of these instances, uh, both on the battlefield and off. David Craig, uh, what were you going to say? In terms of the situation on the ground now, David, what do you think would be the most you know, in terms of how we would frame it as military analysts? What's the most likely? What's the most dangerous course of action you see? Potentially in Putin's use of either chem or bio weapons in in Ukraine. Well, that's a uh, that's a good question, David. I, I I most dangerous. You know, you know. I, I think any reasonable person would say a nuclear nuclear weapon, and whether it's the um, you know, the, the the tactical. Um, although any nuclear weapon use is a strategic decision and would have strategic implications. If it's one of these low yield um, nuclear weapons, um, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, is an MDCOA. Um, you know, I, I would say that, you know, a, a more likely if we're talking in the WMD uh, scenario, um, that it's, that it is either a chemical or biological agent. I, I think they, 
potentially get more use out of a a broader use out of a uh, out of a biolog- biological agent. We know they've been doing these uh, research and development on these agents for for, for decades, um, as as you know, the State Department has said publicly um, in their reports, uh, uh, dating back to the uh, what fifties or sixties. Um, 1950s or 60s. I would also say that, you know, what we what we previously discussed, uh, pharmaceutical base agents. You have a, you can kill a lot of people with a little bit of it. Um, and so I think uh, I, I I think they've they they may not say that uh, you know trying to put down a a hostage situation is a test case, um, but it is in my in my mind and in, in my book. And so. I think that is potentially um, a, a, a likely use. So I would put, you know, if you had to, if you had to say what was more likely than 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 not, I would say a biological or a, a pharmaceutical based agent. Are, are you able to be more specific about what types of biologicals you're thinking of? I mean, are we talking about anthrax? Yeah, biologicals. I think are are really concerning. Just are are quite broad. Yeah, John. I think that's a. a I think anthrax is is a is a likelihood um, just based on uh, knowing that the history uh, of that agent, the history of, uh, of, of weaponization or the, uh, the seeking to weaponize. But I think there's many others uh, that also could, could, could be included as far as biological agent potential use. In terms of the near-term strategic objective, it would appear for Putin and the Russians would be to take out the leadership. But given that he has no idea where Zelensky's hiding out in Kiev, what sort of chem or bio might he try to employ to get at him and the leadership of Ukraine, do you think? Well, David, I, I, you could imagine a similar uh, scenario that uh, was used with, with Novichuk. I mean, we, we do know that, that the Novichuk used in, uh, in Salisbury was you know, the... Um, you know, the, the liquid variety is what's been described. Uh, there, there, there could be other, uh, you know, other substances, um, you know, in the Novichok family that he could, that he could use. Um, and those are, uh, you know, easy to uh, conceal and uh, easy to apply. Um, and so uh, you can envision that. You, you, there's certainly um, enough um, Russian uh, leaning and or direct Russian agents in, Ukraine that could conceivably um, apply, you know, a, a, a Novichok or some other chemical agent. I think a, a, a widely dispersed agent, you know, via, you know, via a UAV or via some other uh, dispersal mechanism is, is, is seems a little unlikely, you know, in a scenario where you can't identify the location of someone. Uh, but uh, cons- that's another option, and you know the emerging technologies, you know, do pose you know significant um, you know, threat reduction issues you know, or response issues, defense issues for, uh, for 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 countries, especially those like Ukraine, in a in an environment like this where you're where it, it appears as though uh, the Russian Federation is is uh, ramping up attacks and 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 taking more of a siege mentality you know across the populace that that obviously you know reduces the uh, defense capabilities you know of Ukraine thus opening up uh, other avenues of attack you know for 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 chemical weapon use um, or or even the biologicals so i was just going to give you an opportunity to respond to some of the claims that putin has made about 
Ukraine's ambitions to develop nuclear weapons and, you know, in his uh, long meandering speech when on the, the uh, announcement of hostilities, he, you know, he claimed it would be easy for Ukraine to start their own nuclear weapon program or that somehow it was imminent that they were going to have their own nuclear uh, capabilities. What's your response to that? Well, I, I, I think that's, Absolutely asinine. Uh, I mean, you have how many known nuclear powers? You know, we know, um, you know, less than on two hands. And uh, to think that that is an easy feat, um, ask uh, uh, the Ayatollah, you know, how easy it's been to uh, produce nuclear weapons. It's not easy. Um, obviously, weapon nuclear weapons existed previously in Ukraine, um, but thanks to um, the fall of the wall, and thanks to uh, the Cooperative Threat Reduction Program, um, you know, entered into or introduced by uh, former Senators Nunn and Luger, um, you know, the United States, in, in coordination with um, with Russia and the former Soviet Union, were able to go in uh, and and reduce this um, this threat across former Soviet states to include Ukraine. Um, you know, I know, I know Ukraine is, there've been some, I think I've seen some reports where they're, um, you know, now not pleased that, uh, maybe they had, uh, uh, that, that those weapons were removed from Ukraine, but having weapons in, in your territory and then, you know, compared to being able to, uh, to produce a nuclear weapon, one, nuclear material, but then to be able to weaponize it is not an easy right. thing. And they, so, they were never in the command and control loop either. I mean, they had nuclear weapons in the sense that Turkey has nuclear weapons. Right. Right. So I think that, you know, I mean, that the that's on the on the Western pontificating side. You, you hear people are making that argument. Oh, they should have kept their nuclear weapons, not in the sense that they didn't really have them. Right. But right. that, that, that right. the threat reduction that you're talking about, especially through, through Nunn and Luger was, that was really a key part of this, the, the Budapest memorandum that gave Ukraine, uh, some security assurances, uh, in exchange for, for, uh, having the Soviet or uh, Russia remove the, uh, nuclear weapons from their, from their soil. I, I, that's right. I, how do you think about the threats of escalation in terms of, you know, you know, Biden has stated clearly that he does not intend to put U.S. forces on the ground in Ukraine. Some people, including Zelensky, have called for a, a, a no-fly zone. Uh, we're, you know, this is, is rapidly evolving. Uh, there's a danger of NATO forces coming in direct conflict with Russian forces. How do you think about the threat of conventional escalation with the the threat of, of nuclear in the background? I would just say that that Putin's use of nuclear weapons would cost him everything. I mean, it's it, it, it's not a it, it's not a single use scenario, meaning that you can use it, and then uh, the effects of the of a nuclear weapon attack uh, will 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 be lost in the conscience of, of those either having been attacked or the world community. It won't. It'll forever change. He, 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 the Russian Federation and Vladimir Putin will not exist as they are today. I, 
I still think that 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 he understands that. You know, you constantly hear over the past few days and weeks. You know, his uh, his mental state is he all there? He's been in seclusion for two years. You know, he he, he looks unhealthy. What, what is you know how what is he really thinking? Has he you know he's he's now created uh, you know you know a, a a a bright line it appears from between some of the oligarchs. There are there are there are elected officials in Russia that are speaking out. There are protests occurring. I mean, this is this is unprecedented, really, in 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 Vladimir Putin's uh, time in power. And so, I, I I think you know even an escalation in conventional weapons, I think, gets to a point. And and, and I'm I I want to be clear. I'm separating nuclear out from as we we discussed previously from from chem and bio. I I think he's tested those. He knows they they work, and he would be. He'd be willing to do that because he's seen lack of you, well, lack of international response that's effective, that has teeth, that gets back at at that use. I I, I still believe that he understands the use of a nuclear weapon, um, especially as the way he's described the use. I know we talked earlier that you know it 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 is less than um, than a no first use policy. But there still has to be a a threat to the existence of the Russian state. Does he think that's there? Um, you know, I, I would say that even the ratcheting up of, of of conventional weapons, I think he'll continue that. Look, he's yeah the 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 air yeah, he has not used um, the assets that he has right now, um, and 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 he could he, he's starting to, and I think he he can continue that, and I think an air campaign uh, could be could be overwhelming and and really kind of you know. It, it meets what he wants to do. It, it gets the end state that he wants, which is, uh, you know, which is the destruction or I guess the end state is, is Ukraine within, you know, Russian sphere of influence or, you know, part of the Russian Federation. But I think he can get to, uh, to, to bringing Ukraine to their needs, taking out all other international considerations. You know, so I know it's a big statement, but he can get there with, with, with conventional weapons. David Craig, you're you're talking to a lot of people. You're gathering uh, a lot of excellent commentary on on real clear defense. How do you see these uh, events unfolding? It's really difficult to tell. In fact, I posted an article today by Dr. Schneider, who's sort of a Russian nuke expert. He seems to think that you know it's getting to the point where Putin may well use a nuclear weapon. As far as the motivation behind it, it could just be sort of a shock and awe thing to, to uh, as a deterrent to NATO and the West, not to fiddle with what he's doing there um, or d- a display at home. It's, it's, it's kind of difficult to read, but it seems more and more likely that he seems willing to, to use at least a no low yield nuke if necessary to achieve his objective. Yeah. It- well, yeah, he's he's violated nearly every treaty we've had. The intermediate range nuclear, he has the you know, and then he has these hypersonic the Kinzhal, the hypersonic nuclear uh, missile that he actually tested during their recent nuclear exercise in Belarus. So it's it's a very scary time, I think, in terms of what Putin may do next. Yeah, I was going to say I was, was going to make the statement or ask the question: Do you think the generals would execute? You know, would would they take that order and fulfill it? I yeah. There's a there's a you know like the United States, uh, where POTUS has uh, ha, has direct authority uh, on on nuclear on decisions to to use. Um, 
Same thing in Russia. Now, I, obviously, Putin's not uh, not entering the codes and executing, uh, you know, one of the one of the three triad uh, efforts. Um, you know, but uh, would the you know would his uh, would his officer corps execute? I mean, at this point, I I, I do question that with the you know, with the groundswell seemingly increasing groundswell of uh, of public uh, disapproval uh, to what's going on. And, and, and even in, you know, it's, it's small, but even the elected officials and oligarchs, I think at some point, uh, uh, even the generals would, uh, would, would call those, would call any um, direction of a nuclear attack request from Putin into question. Any final words, David? Uh, David Craig? No, he, David brought up a good point, though. I, in fact, one of the Russianologists I just talked to yesterday, based off of some of what's coming out of Russia, Putin has gone so far. I don't know. The, you know, a coup within Russia is not without conception at this point as well. So it, it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out over the next several days and weeks. Yeah. Well, I, I think we will have to end it there for today. Uh David Lasseter, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. Thank you, John, and thank you, David. Enjoyed, enjoyed the discussion. Thank you. If you want to stay on top of this situation, follow David, follow Real Clear Defense on Twitter, follow The Morning Recon. There's a lot of good coverage that David is pulling together constantly on Ukraine. It, it helps. It's it's certainly how I'm trying to start my day every day to just wrap my arms around the, the situation. And thanks to our listeners. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen. In the show notes, you can find a link to sign up to receive The Morning Recon, our daily newsletter summary of defense news. For Real Clear Defense, Editor David Craig and everyone here at Hot Wash, I'm John Sorensen.